Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome to Ride at Home with Rich. It's me, once again, Rich Orris, your host. And wow, am I super excited for what we're about to bring to you guys today. You know, the owner of our company, Scott Mosby, and his wife, Judy, they've always been really industry driven uh, in the remodeling industry. You know, working on the board at the Better Business Bureau. Scott was a president of the Home Builders Association for some time, you know, really utilizing the state of our industry to improve and better what we do here at Mosby Building Arts. So here to help me today with this discussion is our president of Mosby Building Arts, Mark McClanahan. He's going to be with me today, joining in on all the different things we're doing. Don't forget, I'll always have my On the Road with Rich segment and my hacks, so stay tuned for both of those as well. But all right, Mark, I just... I can't wait any longer to get this going with you. It's been a hot minute since you've been here. Thanks for taking some time out of your very busy schedule to join us and just spread some good news. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's been a long time. I can't believe it's been since 2018 since I've been on your show. So excited to be here. Yeah, and and I can't believe it's been since before 2018 that I've been doing this show. Oh, yeah, right. It's been, it's, that's another hot minute. It's been, so, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got a long way to go to catch up with Scott's show. But anyway, um, I did want to kind of start out with with you. Um, you have a very interesting kind of background and in, in how you got to uh, Mosby Building Arts uh, story and then, you know, what you do here at Mosby, what your main role is and everything. Can you just kind of update everybody on your background? Well, yeah, it's certainly a unique path. I think a lot of people are surprised to hear that my background isn't what you typically see in our industry. I came from the music recording industry and the music business industry, yeah, which was uh, certainly something that I really enjoyed doing. I did that for 17 years before I came uh, to Mosby Building Arts. I didn't actually expect to be in the home remodeling industry at all in my life. It just happened. In fact, I met Judy Mosby in 2009 in the middle of the big recession. I was running a small independent record label at the time. I was about seven years into that role. And, you know, I just at that time was looking for a transition. I really fell in love with uh, working with people and running companies. And when I met Judy, they were looking for somebody to come into the organization and really help them uh, continue to grow the organization, really groom somebody to take over. And one of the reasons they were attracted to me and my background was that I actually didn't come from the industry and I didn't come and bring like baggage with me that could really get in the way of how they were going to groom me to take over their company. So 
It was uh, totally by chance, and I feel blessed to be a part of Mosby Building Arts. Wow, yeah, that is awesome. And yeah, you don't hear a whole lot of like record label home remodeling industry next step, you know, for sure. Um, and, you know, kind of I'm going I'm to throw you a curveball already because just that story kind of reminded me about, you know, what you were kind of telling us one day in a meeting a few weeks ago about how working with Scott and, and your thought about president running, what do I got to do? What's my role? What am I trying to accomplish? And then what he kind of taught you what you were trying to accomplish. Can you just kind of explain what happened with that? Well, Rich, that's a great question. I'm really glad you asked that. You know, one of the things that Scott um, has taught me over the years, and he's he is still a big mentor of mine. Um, you know, when I really first started at the company, I was fo- focused a lot on what the, the company kind of did from a KPI, key performance indicator standpoint, how much revenue and profits that we were making, which is important for the for organization. But Scott really helped me focus on the people side of it and really f- understand that People are what make this company. Um, clients who make our company and the employees make our company. And for quite some time now, that's really kind of where I put my energy is making sure that I am creating a place for people, um, working on a culture that supports um, welcoming people and making sure people feel empowered and engaged. Yeah. And that's really probably the, one of the biggest lessons I've learned from Scott Mosby. Yeah. And, you know, so I'll give you a prime example of how that's really true of, of him and Judy. You know, so years and years ago, I'm working on Scott's house and we were doing some some remodeling and stuff in their home. And, and I was installing a big TV in a room and Judy was there. And after we got it up and everything, we were kind of talking about the movies, The Matrix, which I'll show you kind of when this was. <laughs> And she was like, oh, my gosh, I love those movies. And we're talking about it. She says, you and, and Susie and them should come over and we'll watch The Matrix some night or something. And we never really did that. But I would say probably eight years later or something, six, seven, eight years later, Judy comes to me and says, hey, I got something that made me think about you. And I wanted you to have it because we, we, we don't have time to go that evening or whatever. And it was tickets to the symphony and it was the matrix movie and they play the music through while you watch the movie. And I was like, I was almost in tears. I was like, she totally remembered that from like eight years ago. And when, so this is like a real thing, Mm -hmm. you know, this is really being a steward of that and and how, how you are. And you really got to have a drive to do that and be that. Um, And that's what they've instilled, I think, in a lot of us here at, at Mosby. So, I'm appreciative of that role with Scott and everything, too. But, hey, let's get into some of the stuff about our industry, the the state of our industry, how you find find that out and everything. Let's start with just what is the state of the industry and, and, and you know, what are you seeing coming up in 2023? It's a great question. You know, it's something that I try to pay attention to a lot. I will share with you, and I think you know this, but the, the, your audience may not know this, is that Mosby's been a part of what's called the Harvard Remodeling Futures Council, which yeah. is a part of the Joint Center for Housing Studies, which is a common name that a lot of people know. And this group that I've been a part of for close to seven years now is really responsible for uh, understanding what's happening in the home remodeling industry, just in the home improvement industry. They don't touch any other industry. In fact, any news that you hear around the country about the home and remodeling industry comes from this group of people that I'm with. And it's okay. essentially a research group. And so I have pretty good insights on what's happening in the industry. First of all, it's a 
it's been growing at a very, very fast rate over the past couple of years. It's uh, well over $500 billion in, in revenue. And wow. in 2000, uh, 2022, this just past year, the industry had grown 17% over the previous year, which is pretty astounding. Now, going into next year, it's certainly going to be softening a lot. In fact, they're expecting about a year from now that the growth will, will taper down to about 6% growth over year over year, which is still pretty significant. But the, the remodeling industry for the past 15, 20 years has grown at a pace of about 6 to 8%. So it's going to be more okay. normalizing. Yeah. It may not feel like it's normalizing at first, but it's certainly going to be normalizing for us, which will be better not only for the, the contractor trying to keep up, but also for the homeowner who's trying to navigate, trying to yeah. find a contractor to do work for them, right? Because that's probably one of the hardest things for them. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. And there's so many different options. We plan to talk a little bit later about the different types of companies and what a lot of those options are. And and if we have time, we can even get into like, what are the differences and, and you know, how do we handle those things differently? But I, I, I think this stuff is, is really cool. And I'm just curious, kind of like your role with this Harvard remodeling. So what's your role in that? Well, I serve um, in typically three meetings a year. There's a spring meeting, a summer meeting, and a fall meeting. And my role is sometimes I'll sit on a panel and discuss what's happening in our area. Sometimes I'll yeah. sit on one of the planning committees and discuss what is some of the research that we want to do. Um, and then we also provide financial support for um, the research that's being done. So there's about 70 to 80 organizations so about a dozen of them are remodeling companies, but we have other organizations like large manufacturers like Kohler or Pella or James Hardy. Yeah. Then you'll have organizations, financial organizations like Wells Fargo or Synchrony. And then you'll have the government's there. U.S. Census Bureau is there. Um, we'll also have HUD is there. Uh, National Association of Realtors is there. All industries uh, or organizations who really care about our industry and have a stake in our industry are part of this. Wow, that's a big group. It is a big group. That's really awesome. So so what do you think? I mean, what do we really benefit here as a company from doing all of this work and, and helping and research and everything? Great question. I think some of the benefits that we certainly get is we try to understand um, what we should be doing to provide for our customers, uh, understanding the, how the, the industry operates so that we can do a better job of providing the services for the clients that who really are at the center of everything that we do. Without clients, we wouldn't have a business. Without employees, we wouldn't have a business going back to people, right? So it really just helps us run our company better so that in the end, it impacts the customer better. Wow, yeah. And, you know, I'll never forget two years ago, changing my role, you know, and, and, and working with Scott and everything and going into the actual consulting and visiting and all of that and... Um, so one of the first things, you know, I, I, we meet as a group and everything. One of the first things Scott brings out is a book. And he's like, yep, here, read this book. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, didn't know I was joining a book club, but all right. You know, and I looked <laughs> at it. It was small. It was a, you know, pretty easy read. But it was all about service, the whole thing. You know, it was about people and service and doing what you say. And and I was like, after I got done with this book, I was like, wow, this is so I see where his first step of everything he's been trying to, you know, drill into me came from, mm -hmm. you know, so 
working through passing this information down, getting good people around him and, and, and then giving them, you know, the thought and the info um, of everything. Let's touch on company culture a little bit because I think it creates something that's a little bit different. I mean, how do you from from your looking kind of top down, how do you feel about the company culture and what are we trying to achieve? Yeah, well, I am a big fan of having a collaborative culture. I believe that our best ideas come from more people than just one person. And I certainly do not like to run the company from a top down yeah. perspective. I, I like to kind of flip it upside down. And I, I go into the culture. There's a few things that I want to see happen. One, I, I want it to be fun. I want people to enjoy what they do there. I want people to feel empowered. I want people to feel engaged, that they have a say and an impact in their future as much as the person next to them. That's the type of culture I like at most people building arts. The other one that I think that is critical and it's one of our core values is family. Family is a big deal. Having a work-life balance is a big deal at Mosby Building Arts. And I think that that is something that's unique. There's a lot of companies out there who, in our space, who make their, comp- their employees work six or seven days a week. And that's just not something that we're a proponent of. Well, so, so I'll get into a personal story here that, that triggers right into that because – so now I've been at Mosby for 21 years now. Um, I even talked to you one time jokingly about having Mosby's address set as home you know, because I found a home. So in my GPS, it was set <laughs> as home for, for quite a while. And um, so being that way with your people, making them happy. One, I talk to people all the time about, you know, really the quickest way to making them happy is is we're all happy. So you're not dealing with, you know, subcontractors that are upset or not getting paid enough or don't have enough time or things like that. And it just makes for such a better environment. So when I decided, I worked with my father for for years starting out. And when I decided to make a transition from that was um, in August, because in July, I had worked 31 straight days, about 10 to 12 hours a day, absolutely including the 4th of July. Hmm. It was like, wow, okay, you know, and I've got, you know, I love my father and everything, and he's sitting in a desk across from mine, and he's like, oh, this could be yours. And I was just like, wow, I just don't know that that's what I'm after, you know, <laughs> is yeah. to be that way. It's because it will only last so, so long. Um, and, and I think that's a key factor in the turnover ratio in our industry is looking for something different because of, stuff like that. So, um, and, you know, let's touch real quick uh, on Mosby's hiring. We're looking for people all the time. Um, We have a whole list of of everything that we do and and what we're looking for. So, you know, if you guys out there, if this is what you do and you want to work for a great, efficient, smart, quick, better company, come check us out. Where can they find us online for jobs? So we have a careers page on our website. So go to callmosby.com or mosbybuildingarts.com. Either one of them will take you there and go to our careers page and you'll be able to find the jobs that we have listed there. That's so awesome. And we're looking for electricians and plumbers and carpenters and lead carpenters and basically everybody to do all sorts of remodeling. We got to get into our first break. I love this. Having a great time, Mark. We'll get more into this when we return. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, here's Rich's right-at-home hack. All right, guys, you heard the man. Time for Rich's right-at-home hack. And you know, when you're storing pots and pans... In your kitchen cabinets, they stack well, they slide right in, not a big deal, but the lids are always a pain. You know, you you tend to wind up piling them in the back, always hunting for the right one. Well, your cabinet door is a perfect solution for storing lids and getting organized. All you need to do is get some wood strips about a quarter inch thick, inch and a half wide, I bought mine, they were four feet long, so I could cut them down to length, install them on the back of the cabinet door. What you'll need to do is put some spacers at each end where you're gonna attach to the thick portion of the door style with your screw. Then you can just slide your lid down into the space, down to the handle, and now all your lids are easy to find, easy to reach, right in front of you. You don't gotta dig into the back of the cabinet. So like always, easy and effective. I hope this helps. Remember, you can hear all of my hacks every week on Facebook or my LinkedIn. Search Rich Oris Mosby, take you right to them. So Mark, let's get back into this. There's so much information and interesting industry stuff going around. You were kind of mentioning during the break, um, 
you know, the cost, the cost increases, all the things we've been seeing in the past couple of years, interest rates changing. I'm sure homeowners are kind of like trying to get their mind around what's happening. Do you have some information on some of that that can help them out a little bit? Yeah, there's a few things that I could share. One, certainly there's no surprise about the interest rates. There's no surprise about inflation. Generally thing from generally from the cost standpoint in, in construction, the commodities like lumber, those those prices have come back down. But what's not changing is really the manufacturing costs because of the cost of labor going up from certainly the craftsmen working in the homes, also the people building stuff that actually gets installed. So those things haven't gone down and won't go down. So if people are kind of waiting for things to get cheaper, I would just advise them not to continue waiting because it's not really going to happen. Uh, these, these inflationary pressures we've had are going to remain permanent. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily sit around and go, okay, I'm just going to wait for things to come down before I buy. That's just not going to happen. You know. And then the other struggle for homeowners is there's a few things that are going to happen most likely this year. Uh, one, certainly the inventory for new homes is going to drop pretty dramatically because from what I understand, the large home builders are going to kind of self deselect themselves from the industry and like start to slow down significantly. Oh, wow. So from a homeowner standpoint, the value of their home will probably still be pretty strong. In fact, the balance sheets for and equity for homes right now is it's in record territory. I think the average dollar in equity across the United States is $60,000 in equity, which I think for doing a modeling project may not seem like a lot, but prior yeah. to, prior to, I mean, just a couple of years ago, it was $20,000. So we're talking, you know, three times the amount of equity in people's homes today. And so that equity position is actually good for the, for the homeowner when it comes to ways that they can help fund their remodeling project. So there's some positive things as well. And I think that I think if they consider that, that's a really good opportunity for them to consider updating their home. Yeah, no, I think that's great information. And, um, you know, you were talking earlier about the industry overall, like 500 billion, Mm -hmm. I think you said. Yeah. Um, And and so I was kind of looking some stuff up and doing some notes from the last time that you were on because – um, looking at some of the the spending that happened, so in 2018, the average homeowner spent about nine thousand dollars a year um, doing home maintenance and/or remodeling on their home, and in 2022, it went up to twelve thousand nine hundred four dollars um, for kind of the same category. Um, but the inter- the thing I really found interesting was in 2018. They did an average of 2.2 projects per household, um, and it was it went to 3.2 in 2022. So people actually did more projects, which was kind of surprising. You would you, your mind would think, well, then just do less because things are costing more or whatever. But that's just not the case. Pretty interesting, you know how that happens. Um, I had another list that I looked at of because I want to get in kind of like the types of projects and stuff too. So I had a list of like what types of projects did, did homeowners perform in 2022, and actually painting was the biggest one. And 35 percent of people did interior painting, 
but bathrooms was 31% of households got a bathroom remodeled. Kitchens was 23% of households. Um, and flooring and landscaping and stuff like that was kind of in the middle between them there. Um, but, you know, I wanted to kind of just go over how do you see that against what we perform and, and how many bathrooms and different things we do? Does that seem like it's kind of in line with what we're seeing? It's absolutely in line with what we've been seeing. And I think we'll continue to see that mix of work being done. Typically, though, when times start to get a little bit tough, the only thing that really flips is probably the size of projects. Yeah. And so the size of projects will probably start to shrink a little bit, but the need and the amount of activity will probably remain the same. It'll just people will just decide to do different things in their home because they always want to continue to, you know, create a place where the home reflects who they are. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I'm always encouraging people, you know, do what you love. We were talking about closets last week, and I was like, why not even have your closet be a space that you love to be in? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, most closets are like hanging racks. There's a bunch of stuff hanging. You go in there, you grab something, you're out. You know, get those spaces to be good for you all over. Um, so another thing I kind of wanted to touch on, too, was – Kind of the, you know, cost versus investment when we talk about, and I'll kind of go back to maybe my dad once again of like, I wanted to buy a car. And he was like, you know, I was like, I can afford a car. And he's like, no, you can't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can you afford the investment of a car, the maintenance, the different things? Do you have any tips or thoughts on, you know, cost versus investment and, and what people are actually purchasing and what they should watch out for? That's a good question too. I, you know, when it comes to working on your home, it certainly is an emotional purchase. Almost always, there's emotions involved, and it's it's wanting to improve your home to improve your quality of life, improve your happiness. It, it's almost never spent because it's just well, it's a good place for me to put my money so that it, it, it can appreciate. Because that's really not the way to look at, at doing a home remodeling project. If you're if you're doing home remodeling because you think you're, there's going to be a return on investment, there actually isn't a dollar for dollar return on investment. Yeah. But the return on investment really is the emotional thing. It's this is where you're living. People do they spend all sorts of money on all sorts of things that make them happy, going on trips, buying vehicles for themselves, other types of toys, other types of hobbies. It's yeah. the exact same way with the home. There's no, nothing different, really, when it comes to it, other than your perception about you spending the money on it. You're really getting enjoyment in your life when you're investing in your home. And that's really, I think, the best way homeowners should consider that when they're making a purchase. And it's buy things that are going to be more lasting in value yeah. than something that's, well, this is a little bit cheaper, but in the long run, is it better to save your money buying something cheap for your home? Or like, oh, I want to buy a nicer fixture because actually it's going gonna, it's gonna to perform better. It's going to... It's going to last longer. I'm not going to have any maintenance problems. Um, that's something that I would advise homeowners to do when they're making a purchase. Yeah. And, you know, I get I get so much of my information that I talk to clients about actually from other clients and other clients' statements that they say to me a lot of times hearing their opinions and stuff. And, and I had a client years ago that said, you know, everyone talks about the maintenance of their vehicle and they know they're going to need tires eventually and they need to change the oil and you got to buy gas to make it go and all this different stuff. And he said, but so many people out there just look at their house and think, well, I'm going to put in 12 can lights and I should sell it for 20% more than I bought it for six months ago. And he's like, I, it's just like a car. 
you need to do things to it. Nothing lasts forever and you need to maintain it and you need to, and, he, and I'm like, that's a super good point, mm-hmm. you know, of just thinking about your house that way. And, you know, so his, his ending comment was, you know, who buys a car thinks they're going to put $5,000 worth of maintenance in it. They pay $20,000 for it. So I should get to sell it for 30,000 five years later when I'm done with it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like that doesn't happen, right? Maybe well, at least until they become historical or whatever. But so yeah, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of thought into that and and you know, I think people need to think differently about their homes and you know, what what they the return and all that different stuff. That definitely could use some different thinking. That was some great points on that for sure. Well, would you would you mind if I shared something that yeah. happened this week? So this was an amazing thing that happened this week. You know, I get letters from clients all the time, uh, but this one was really extraordinary. And if you don't mind, I'd like to just share kind of what happened. Oh, absolutely. So Monday this week, I get a package in the mail from a client and I, I open up the package and then there's a letter to me. And then there's also 15 personally written note cards to the 15 people who worked on their project. Wow. And I just want to share with you, because I'm talking about the emotional side of things, right? This yeah. is this is what I'm talking about. This is the return that people get when they remodel their homes. And this is what, what they said. When we embarked on our home edition in remodel, we had a lot of questions and Mosby was ready to answer. From the beginning to the end, we had a great experience with the team members. We are very happy with our home edition and remodel. Jake, Amy, Tyler, Andrew, Sean, and crew went way above and beyond to do an awesome job by keeping us informed in the actual building of the work. We are so thankful for a professional team that is evident that they truly enjoy their work and in making clients happy. Thank you, team members at Mosby, for making our sketches and dreams into reality. Wow. Dreams. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. That's, that, that's, that's the return that these clients got on their investment in their home was really that their dreams are being put into reality. Yeah. No, that is really, really cool. And, you know, I do want to get back into kind of, you know, what we do as a company with our people and, you know, with um, just trying to make this a great place for everybody to do the right thing for our clients and, in talking about um, turning our, our warehouse and our office into a training facility for the field, which for me really touches my heart because I came from the field. I was the field guy. Not many people trained me, even like going back to working with my dad. I learned how to plaster and, and tape and mud and stuff because he set a bucket with some knives on it and said, go to this unit and start doing it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. That uh, He's like, well, you see me do it. Just get at it. So um, we got to take a break here. But when we return, I'd love to touch in on that and talk about how we want to train our people and do the right thing for everyone. We'll be right back after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, guys, we are back. I'm sitting here with the president of Mosby Building Arts, Mark McClanahan. We're, we're going over a bunch of different stuff about Mosby, what we do, how we work, things we're into. We're talking about the industry, why we need this information to help us out and help us along and better ourselves and everything. And so... Um, so talking about before the break, we you know, we were getting into the training facility for our guys. When when you were telling us about that, I was just like ecstatic because I, I love it. I've helped train a lot of our guys. Scott Mosby was the first person to literally send me to training to learn different things and really, you know, woke me up when I first started working here on a lot of different things of how we build things in that. So we're planning this training facility in our warehouse at the office. Can you just touch on uh, why? why? Why would we need and want to do that? Great question. You know, being at this company for as long as I have and understanding kind of where the industry is going, the retirement of skilled workers in our industry is really at a critical port, um, point. And we're talking about construction. Yeah. yeah. And certainly I think there's a lot of buzz in the news lately about alternatives to college and skilled trades uh, being an option, which is just fantastic and we need it for sure. It's probably not going to come to our rescue anytime soon. And Mosby a f- few years ago got pretty intentional about building an apprentice program where we have people who are unskilled, can come in, work for the company and get trained uh, to be a carpenter. And we continue to do that, but we want to take it to the next level, which is actually provide a space for not only unskilled people to come to learn how to do things, but the currently the current skilled employees who have more development to do. And we're at a point at the company where we're moving into a new warehouse in a couple months. Our headquarters has a warehouse in it now that we currently use for setting up projects and, and holding all of our inventory for installation. We're going to move all that out of there. It's about 4,000 square feet, and we're going to turn that into a training facility, which will have different training vignettes for training people on in- installing bathrooms, kitchens, windows, other types of things, and in certain products that we use to make sure that the that the way we're building things is really the right way to build it, and training our team in best practices, which Scott Mosby has always been a big proponent of building science and doing the best thing we can do when it comes to how we apply that science to the craft that we, that we provide for our clients. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, kind of uh, how we picked our, our 10 year workmanship warranty and and how long it was and everything years ago, uh, we had a meeting and and Scott came in and and we were, you know, talking about, we, we had the typical one year workmanship warranty, just like, you know, every other company out there and, and, we knew we were outperforming that and, and Scott basically, you know, sat down and, and we were talking about how long should it be? And people were like 50 years, lifetime, five years, blah, you know, and, and he said, well, 
What's the longest we know we've gone back and corrected an issue that was ours to own? Mm-hmm. And I raised my hand and I said, I could tell you right now, it was not that long ago. It was nine years. You know, I said, we came up with a, a leak on a room edition. We're not perfect. Like you were kind of mentioning earlier, we're never going to be perfect. We had its leak on this room edition. I looked at when it was built and said, you know what? I went through the training and I trained our people on how to flash these things. And I know it was before that. Mm-hmm. And she had an, a, an agreement. It literally said one year workmanship warranty on the agreement. Nine years after that, we went back and fixed the problems, fixed the wall, did everything. And, and there you go. You know, it was ours to own. We should have done it better. We, we knew better. We were training. And so that's where we came up with 10 years. So you get a great longest industry warranty, you know, out of Mosby Building Arts when we do your work and everything. Um, so that's the integrity and in the things that, that we're doing that we've been doing even before you started, you know, running things and all of that. I mean, Scott's been instilling this in us for as long as I've been here. And, and it's definitely a difference you know, through the industry. So let's touch one more time on hiring. Um, what type of roles are we looking for right now? Because I can't remember all of them. Can you? <laughs> well, I, I can't. I re- remember most on of, that website. I, I remember most of them. I, I think that the one thing I'd like just to touch on is that, that the hiring that we're doing is really an answer to the demand that is happening in the industry. Yeah. I also want to just express that our attrition rate is probably one of the lowest attrition rates in the industry. You know, because sometimes the opposite side of looking at us hiring so many people is that there's a problem. And I just would like to acknowledge that it's actually a good thing. And one of the things that I, I mentioned, and you've heard me mention plenty of times in meetings, which is as a president of the company, I'm, I'm driven to grow the organization because of, of the opportunity to provide a place for people to not only have a place to work, but also a place to grow in their role. And before I touch on those roles, I'd just like to share one example. So we have a new director of operations who started with the company 16 years ago, uh, Sarah Tabaka. And Sarah started off in accounting, like like accounts receivable and payable. She was like an accounting clerk, right? Mm -hmm. That was her role when she came in. Well, she moved up in the organization, uh, moved into HR, then became a head of HR. And just recently, starting in January of this year, got promoted to director of operations. To me, that's what it's all about. That's what growth is about. That's why hiring people at this yeah. company is is great. I mean, you're an example. You started in the field, and now you're a senior home consultant. You're also now on the radio. I mean, you've grown a lot since the beginning. So I just wanted to touch on the why we're hiring people first. Yeah. It's because of the growth of the company and why we're growing. We're growing because we want to provide a place for people to call home and also for them to have a career a long-standing career, a career where there's yeah. opportunity. Now, some people just want to do the same thing over and over again. We welcome those people too, but we also welcome people who want to grow with a company. So the types of roles that we're looking for certainly are, are skilled carpenters. We're also looking for laborers. We're looking for uh, plumbers, master plumber, or sorry, journeyman and plumber, journeyman yeah. electrician, and we're looking for some tile setters. Those are the top roles that we're looking for at the, the moment in the field. Yeah, and talking about, you know, the turnover ratio, the the retention, things like that. I did have a client years ago that, um, you know, we were looking at a project for him and he said, you know, he was really honest with me. He said, I got another company, you know, looking at the same thing. He, he actually gave me the name, said, you know, they got an A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau. They've been in business for 10 years. And, you know, if you want to just kind of 
when you come back, explain to me what you think the difference is between your company and, and this company. So when I came back, what I brought him was a list of employee names. It was every employee that had been with the company more than 10 years. And it was a long list. Wow. And I was like, I just, I think that's the difference. I think that, you know, they've got a long way to go and we're there. Yep. And, and we're there because of what we do and keeping people and having this great thing, you know, going on and everything. And, and that was it. He was like, yep. Okay. I'm good. Let's go. You know? And, and so I didn't try and compare like all these different things and, mm-hmm. you know, every step of the process, it was really just the heart of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. Um, but I did want to get into some of the types of these companies, you know, um, so I would say for my on the road, I'll run through that really quickly um, because uh, I, I visited a client. It was some years ago, and he was actually he wanted a basement remodeled, and he was in accounting. He he was like uh, did all the financials for a what they call a boutique contractor, and I was really surprised because we talked about like, well, you must know people that do this, and you have some workers and different things, and he's like, yeah, but I want somebody to handle the whole thing and this and that and. In, in our company, wouldn't even look at my house anyways because we won't go to a home unless it's worth well over a million dollars. And I about fell to the floor. <laughs> I was like, wow. So can we take just a minute? Let's touch on the four different type of companies and where Mosby fits in. What, what are the four different types? Well, let me first just say that our industry is probably one of the most fractured industries yeah. out there. Uh, and just to put it in perspective, the – IRS, I believe, tracks, you know, who's considered a home remodeling company. And I think they say across the United States, there's 800,000 home remodeling companies. Out of those home remodeling companies, 87% of them do less than a million dollars in business a year. Wow. 69% of them don't even have a payroll. Like they don't have W-2 employees. Which is fascinating that that industry is so big that that's a lot. Yeah, that almost seventy percent of those eight hundred thousand are small contractors. So we're talking about the single operator. So that's yeah. one type, single operator. The second type is a small company, might have a few employees. Yeah. Um, third company would be like a name brand company, like Mosby Building Arts, where you know it's a it's a sizable company, relatively speaking. You yeah. know where they have a brick and mortar store and they've got you know multiple roles, you know management roles. Um, a sales team, a you know production yeah. team. So that's the, the the third type, and then the the fourth type, which is co- kind of what you mentioned, more of a boutique yeah. or luxury type of company who they're only going to work with a very very slim market, high super high uh, net worth uh, customer, high hands on um, customer, and so that's the that's the fourth type. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I, and I love where we fit in. And it was astounding for me to figure out that there was even more, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't really understand the difference and all of that. And, you know, the different types of companies and who I was working for before and where I ended up and, and all these different things. It is very interesting. But we are just about out of time. Had a great time with you today. I did want to let everyone out there know if you want to work here, if you want to get your work done here, if you'd just like us to come out and visit and see what we can do, you can give us a call, 314-909-1800. Uh, like Mark said earlier, you can find us online at callmosby.com. So, Mark, I appreciate it. It was fun. We'll have to do it again maybe five years from now. Sounds great. Thanks, Rich. All right. For everybody else, I'll talk to you all next week. 
971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.